0: Former Arizona Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians is heading to the Super Bowl. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're your hosts, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Give us a follow on Twitter at BobRack at Clancy's Corner and at Locked On A Z Cards. We see you out there, Jared. We'll answer a couple of your tweets, some other tweets that we fielded over the weekend. It was um we went one for two as far as the quality of games on Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that defense got it done against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And Alex, let's just have a real quick conversation because I've a, I've got a sneaking suspicion that Cliff Kingsbury would have made the same decision that Matt LaFleur did to kick the field goal with just over two minutes left on fourth and about eight to go. Fourth and goal on the eight-yard line
1: Uh when they needed eight points. You know it's funny, it, it like if there's one silver lining from the Cardinals not making the playoffs and uh watching the conference championship games yesterday, it's that, huh. Those guys make mistakes too. A lot of them. And they make big mistakes. It's like, well, maybe uh Cliffy Baby isn't all isn't all by his lonesome here. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, enter whatever joke you want to for the Matt LaFleur one. That was on Aaron Rodgers on third down for not running the ball and making it an actual situation. For sure, yeah. It was fourth and goal from inside probably the nine you're going forward on fourth down. So Aaron Rodgers having zero intestinal fortitude to reach for the pylon like most other quarterbacks would in that situation because he doesn't, he doesn't want to mess his hair up or whatever it is. Wow. Uh, that has is the issue to be graver than it should have been. But it was Aaron Rodgers' fault first. And, yeah, Matt LaFleur, you probably should have gone for it.
0: Well, first and, and foremost, I mean, I, as far as the 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 Green Bay Packers, I mean, to kind of bring in some of the similarities is the guy that plays app opposite Jair Alexander, who is the legitimate truth as far as a lockdown corner in the NFL, probably the premier uh, Kevin King. the 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 corner opposite Jair Alexander was just abused yesterday. I felt horrible for King until you see him grab Mike Evans' jersey. And stretch it about ten yards uh, on the you know the the drive afterwards that the Green Bay Packers needed to make the stop and they couldn't, but uh, yeah. So they also suffer from having a lockdown corner and then not being able to find the solution opposite that. Um, it it is. Interesting. I mean, everything's under a microscope. Everything absolutely is under a microscope. And in a guy that Matt Lafleur, who came in with more of an established roster, obviously a more of an established quarterback, and that's not like anything you know, hot takey that Aaron Rodgers was more established than Kyler Murray, who's in his second season, that, you know, the Green Bay Packers have had, uh, you know, an immense amount of success in the first two seasons under LaFleur, who was part of that coaching class with Cliff Kingsbury. But when it comes down to it, when you've got those maybe coin toss situations, when you're looking at the analytics and, you know, you're only percentage points away from, you know, doing one thing and doing another thing, uh, when it doesn't work out, you are just—you're called a goat, and not like the greatest of all time, Tom Brady goat. You're called a goat for making the wrong decision.
1: Yeah, and then you have Sean McDermott uh, not going for it, or going for two when you're down seventeen. Right. At, with four and a half minutes left in the game, you kick the extra point. You're in two scores. You get the onside kick, and then you know there's some some clenching going on, as it were. If, if, if they would have been down two scores and not three, but it was an insurmountable task down three because they didn't get the two-point conversion. I mean, those are the two big ones that kind of riddled the weekend for younger coaches that kind of made bonehead decisions. And they were both, both based on analytics. And one guy, the former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians, probably wipes analytics with his rear end, I would think. <laughs>
0: Well, look, is, that, is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean, I, t- I even told the people I was watching the game with, uh, who are not as uh, hadn't watched as many Cardinals games as I had with B- with BA, and I they're like, look, I guarantee you that Tampa Bay, they're not going to just ground and pound this thing. What do they do first play from the line of scrimmage to start that series? You see Tom Brady hoisting the football, throwing the football, and uh, yeah, I mean, he that's probably not the right move. Um, you, you, know, you barely get to the two minute warning there. Uh, it is, yeah, he doesn't, he, he doesn't really kind of play this, the odds or look at the stats. He just kind of goes with his gut and he, he has the old, no risk it, no biscuit mentality. And he can just, uh, you can take your analytics and just stuff them.
1: I mean, it helps that Tom Brady was a quarterback and, uh, it helps that, uh, it helps to have that defense. Absolutely. Yeah, the defense is great. It's so funny. Like, listen, I know this isn't locked on uh, Bucks, but I mean, every Super Bowl team has a good defense. It's like it's like every quarterback that's won a Super Bowl, not named Tom Brady, played all twenty two positions at the same time. It's hysterical the hate that comes out, and all of these guys, all these people that are hating on Brady would yearn to have him as their quarterback. So it's hysterical. The defense was stout, but it's a defensive scheme that if you make Aaron Rodgers throw the ball a lot, they're not going to win. You have to run the ball, and they ate, Green Bay ate up the clock, which was surprising to me. That how off the uh, time of possession was. It's just listen. Sometimes the balls bounce your way, and sometimes they don't. And sometimes your head coach pulls you off the field. Thinking that the best quarterback of all time is going to go three and out in a must, <laughs> in a must get a first, in a must first down situation to win the game, and he didn't.
0: Yeah, a shock, wow. a shock to literally no one as far as that's yeah. concerned. It uh, it is it is really fascinating to kind of just see, you know, when the when the pressures turned up a little bit to just see how some of these guys respond, and it's it was not it's not it's just not a good look for Matt Lafleur. He's going to have to he's going to have to live that one down his entire life especially if you know who knows whenever the divorce it's it seems like it's inevitable at some point with Rodgers and him taking us first round quarterback last trading back you know up to take Jordan Love but man it's I I I just don't understand it I don't but you you, the, the thing that is interesting though is the talent up and down really all the rosters and you saw the shortcomings for the Buffalo Bills and that was on full display like when they couldn't they just couldn't make a stop they go up 9 nothing next thing you know it's 14-9 and they just couldn't come up with a stop the rest of the way out this once proud defense just couldn't get it done they didn't have the personnel possible to do that you look at the cardinals roster and you're like they they're kind of built similar when we talk about the blueprint we talked about the blueprints a couple weeks ago of the playoff teams and we thought the bills were kind of one that the cardinals could emulate And now you're like, well, that's not going to be enough to get it done. Like, they're going to have to put – you're going to have to find playmakers on every level of your defense and then kind of fill in the gaps and make the correct moves uh, necessary to do that. And you've seen that, you know, in Kansas City and definitely in Tampa Bay, the two teams playing in the final game of the season, that, uh, you know, they they continually add talent because they're an attractive – play. people, like, they go ring chasing because you've got Mahomes, you've got Brady – and then you've got the you know you've got talent sprinkled everywhere else. You know they they've got playmakers on each level of that defense. You know when you look at Kansas City it's like Chris Jones up front, you've got the pass rushers and Frank Frank Clark, you've got Honey Badger on the back end of that defense. It's it's uh and then you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know they've got they've got Sue, they've got Devin White, they've got uh some players in that secondary to where you know, it's Antoine Winfield Jr. It's guys, it, they, they just have guys that can make plays on each and every level of defense. Where you look at the Arizona Cardinals, it's like they've got Buddha Baker and they've got some guys that can get after the pass rusher. But other than that, who can you realistically rely upon to do their job?
1: Top heavy, top heavy, top heavy. That's, I mean, that's, that's a what pro, the Cardinals yeah. have been. You need depth. You just do. Yeah. Yeah. To, to play, you know, uh, well, and, the well, amount of well, games. Where, where do you get depth? The draft. Well, the dra- that, that's where you get depth. Um, And the general manager for the Arizona Cardinals is completely inept when it comes to drafting players. And that's, I mean, the best draft pick that he's made, period, is trading up to get Buda Baker. That's the best draft pick that he's made. And... Unoppo- let, let, let's say opposed, where uh, where other teams could potentially have a chance to draft that player. Because Kyler Murray, would take out of it. It's the first overall pick. The top five teams weren't taking Kyler Murray. Even if they had the sixth pick, they still would have got Kyler Murray. So drafting up to get Buda Baker, moving up to draft Buda Baker was the only great draft choice that he made. Sure, David Johnson had a couple good years. He wanted to draft Amir Abdullah. <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> it's documented on all all or nothing. That's right. He wanted the running back out of Nebraska. He wanted to take him before the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, as we, we all have felt in a fantasy football draft, when somebody snipes your pick, thank God for that, because David Johnson, he scored 20 touchdowns in the 2016 season. He was a legitimate just force until injuries and, you know, father time humbled the humble rumble, David Johnson. It's uh, yeah. They just it's going to t- It's going to be an off season, and the amount of depth that I think it's going to be necessary to get where people want to go. Obviously, you want your team playing in the uh, in the conference championships. It's it's gonna. It, it is just, it's daunting. You know, I I know that they did some good things. They they beat Buffalo with the Hale Murray, but it, as far as the the accumulation of talent necessary to get to that to playing where we just watched this last weekend I just I don't know if it's possible with with especially with time in place and I want to continue this conversation because Jared reached out to us on Twitter he wanted to follow up on Jason's tweet and the conversation we had on Friday and uh, I, I just want to kind of set the record straight especially for the rest of the off season when we talk about this where we really kind of stand, and also I want to get into some some conversation about the Honey Badger because a lot of people are are jilted just scorn lovers as far as watching the Honey Badger now playing his second straight Super Bowl uh and and how that relationship with the Cardinals ended up in divorce uh it's, I, I I got one question. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did you refer to David Johnson as the Humble Rumble?
0: Yeah, that was his nickname.
1: I've never heard The humble rumble.
0: All you have to do is go Pro Football Reference and look up David Johnson, and you'll see that stupid nickname there.
1: I quit. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's right there. It's right
0: there. Yeah, he's he was a very he's a very humble, modest human being. I know that.
1: So what? Did, did So, have you ever called him the Humble Rumble when talking about him before then? It just worked. It just, why, why, why? The syntax of that sentence? Why are
0: you just pulling the parachute on this podcast? That was beautiful how I, I did that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to pull the parachute on my damn nickname, I'll tell you what. Go to, da- yeah, I
0: mean, well, there's just, there's, you should have known that his career was doomed when, yes, they did. Tab him the <laughs> Humble Rumble. <laughs> I think i That heard, makes the Muscle uh, Hamster
1: look like the greatest nickname ever.
0: The Muscle Hamster is legit though, is outrageous. It is. I've heard Fitz call David Johnson the Humble Rumble before.
1: I don't want to talk about it anymore.
0: That's Larry. That's Larry Legend. I mean, come on. <laughs> we'll get into the conversation as far as Tyron Matthew. Are we rooting for Bruce Arians in the Super Bowl because of his ties to the Arizona Cardinals? We'll get into that conversation in a while. It's locked on. Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, where your humble rumble hosts, Bo and Alex. <laughs> when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment or hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S Connected Bike is built for performance, flexibility, durability in mind, and the EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live on-demand studio-level classes Always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on to try Echelon Fit at your home for 30 days. I've got myself a problem. My wife loves Built Bar as much as I do. And she's getting into my stash of the most delicious, best-tasting protein bar ever. Now, I'm glad that she's on board with me with Built Bar. But at the same time, some of my favorite flavors, they're already gone from my box. I'm going to have to reorder myself some new Bilt Bars at BuiltBar.com, And it's more improved and deliciouser than before because they have six new flavors, 18 in all caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp the go along with the 12 OG flavors. And they're equally as healthy as they are delicious. And, man, are they a delicious treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's using the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We've gone down the rabbit hole before on bad nicknames. Like uh, when Sam Bradford was signed to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I was working for the show that Alex works for currently, The Drive with Jody Aylor, and we, we looked up, we found out. Did you Do you know Sam Bradford's nickname, Alex? It, no. Okay, it's pretty ridiculous. It's Sammy Sleeves. Okay. Did you know that? That's worse because than Humble Rumble. I don't know. wear t-shirts sometimes because he would wear the kind of the old school. He wouldn't have his uh his jersey kind oh, of yeah, sewn yeah. in. So he yeah, had I know. he had kind of a longer sleeves. And it's it was Sammy sleeves. Sammy <laughs> sleeves Bradford. I think he's he's more of like a he, he 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 was a fraud. That's what I know. Sam Bradford (laughs) was he was able to defraud several organizations into giving him an incredibly um, huge amount of money to not do a whole lot at the quarterback position. It's locked on Cardinals. Part of your locked on podcast network. Your team every day. I wanted to uh, real quick not not put too much not especially not as much time as we put in on Friday, but our guy Jared. The Cardinal Rules on Twitter had a very lengthy, passionate tweet to us. I think it was uh, four tweets about where he stands as far as the Bidwill time, situation. Um, and look, I, we, we love when when you guys tweeted us, and sometimes we'll we'll talk to you guys right directly on Twitter, or we'll answer your tweets in this podcast. Um, and and uh, we're reading each and every one of them, and we're gonna we're gonna respond and reply to each and every one of them. Um, but. So, Jared, and, and what sparked our conversation was Jason last week, where he really felt like there might be some meddling from the owner-president position and Michael Bidwell with this organization. And um, Jared almost feels like Bidwell lacks of decisiveness uh, to, to do it. So, so now I'm seeing kind of from both ends, where one thinks that the, the owner is too involved, and the other is saying he's not involved enough. And... I I don't know. I mean, obviously, you want to ride like a a perfect walk a perfect straight line with that, like right, right down the middle. You want an owner that's involved making decisions, but also being hands off and letting the, the 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 decision makers in uh, to 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 kind of get that job done instead of the ownership. I uh, I I don't have a problem with Michael Bidwell. I think the biggest issue with Michael Bidwell is Steve Kime is his ride or die. And for whatever reason, I don't know if he has pictures of Bidwell. I don't know if he... I, I, I really believe it's because Michael Bidwell, when he was coming up, and he was taking more of a leadership role in this organization, the guy who was a right-hand man was, was Steve Kime. Everything that, Steve Keim, or that Michael Bidwell knows about football, he has learned from Steve Kime. A guy who was in this organization, he's been in there for 20 years, and in twenty thirteen he gets the nod to be the GM. And I I just don't <laughs> I don't think Michael Bidwell knows how to quit Steve Kime.
1: I mean, him learning about football from Steve Kime is like me like pretending to learn anything about sports from Bo. It's like I just wow. I just choose not to do it. Wow. Because I want to further my career and not, you know, hinge my future on somebody who's a little bit more inferior, you know, regarding sports. So this is a true story. He was a prosecutor. Michael Bidwell was, Mm -hmm. um, he has no ties to sports. So this is, it, it, it's very interesting what you said. Um, it's almost as an owner, damned if you, damned if you do, damned if you don't, unless you've won Super Bowls, And if your name's not Robert Kraft, Mm -hmm. you're suspect. In some, one way or another. Jerry Jones, best businessman in America, you know, around professional sports. His team hasn't been relevant in 20 years. 20. 20 since plus. the last time they made a deep push. Right. So, it, so you know, here's what good business uh, people do. They hire people to do things that they don't know how to do. And when... You have so I think the, the egomania is where this comes into play. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know, quote unquote, how to quit Steve Kime. It's it's uh they're they're good friends. The last thing you want is for a boss and an inferior to be a friends because that completely muddies the waters. Steve Kime should not be the GM of the Arizona Cardinals. Michael Bidwell is responsible for employing Steve Kime, so by proxy, I guess Michael Bidwell's at fault. But when it comes down to the situation at hand with Steve Kime and drafting specifically, this is on Steve Kime. He's the football guy, as you mentioned. Cliff Kingsbury came in. Cliff Kingsbury wanted Andy Isabella. They got Andy Isabella. There are two people that are inept at their specific jobs, continuing to hold those jobs because there's no accountability whatsoever in the organization. And that's not an overstatement at this point. That's just what we're watching unfold. And unless something changes, this is where the Cardinals going to be for the foreseeable future.
0: And it's also interesting, too, because... It it was grading on a curve, and what really is going to have to happen if Michael Bidwell wants this organization to take that next step and truly be relevant in this in playing consistently in January and playing on Conference Championship Sunday, playing in a Super Bowl is like the guys like Cliff Kingsbury. Sure, it's been nice. They went from three to five to eight wins. Like there's been improvement. There's been development. But there's also, you see, kind of the writing on the wall that there's going to be a ceiling there. We might have already witnessed it at the end of the 2020 season. We've seen Steve Kime. He's done some nice things. He's He took this team and along working in concert with Bruce Arians, was able to win double-digit wins in three consecutive seasons, and then they kind of just puttered out. There's a ceiling here so far. And if you want to break through that, it's going to have to be likely like very overwhelming percentage of chances that it's going to be a general manager not named Steve Kime to do that for this organization that's that's just at some point there's gonna have to be that realization from Michael Bidwell because especially with the what what's what where the team went and where they have to go, to improve, to go to eight wins, to potentially double digits, to make the postseason, I, and the schedule that they're facing next season, it's 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 almost a damn near impossible task. Like we can we can make our wish list, you and I can about what we want the Cardinals to do, but you know, in reality, is is Steve Kim going to be the one that's going to be able to pull the strings and do that? Likely not. So it's it's really uh, I, yeah, I don't I don't I mean it's. I guess it is like like I said. I think the the biggest issue is Michael Bidwell and his him tying himself to to Steve Kime. That is that is the biggest issue. I don't see him being too much either way. You know, as far as hands on or hands off. I think he's a fine I think he's a fine guy to lead this organization. Um, and but at the same time, he's got that big problem that is his general manager. And we talk about the depth, his inability. To really find players, you know, beyond the stars, like we can all sk- we can all watch a game. I can watch the Green Bay Packers and say, "Hey, J- Jair Alexander is incredible corner. Aaron Rodgers is an incredible quarterback." Like that's that's not, like everybody can see that; it's it's clear as day. But then to find those other guys to to kind of fill in the gaps, that's what where you really re- rely on your scouting and your ability to be a, a solid team builder and general manager. And it's not there in the Cardinals organization right now because they're making pretty close, similar moves that a fantasy football owner would make.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately you can't fire an owner because that's. I just don't think you need to.
0: I mean, I I think when we talk about accountability, though, like when we we saw it, like we saw it, and this was a horrible day in the Cardinals organization when they when they had the press conference to fire Steve Wilkes. And say we're moving on, but we're holding ourselves accountable. We're telling you we're we're holding ourselves accountable, but we're going to cut this. uh, We're going to control this press conference. We're not going to take any questions, and we're going to tell you that we're accountable. That you can I can tell you right now. Anybody who's doing that, who's who's true, like if they if they really were holding themselves accountable, they would have put themselves out there in front of the firing squad and really told them what the plan is to make sure 2018 never happened again. They they weren't willing to do that. So they weren't they weren't really truly willing to look at themselves in the mirror and, and say, why why did what what was my role in this crap box happening?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, it was brutal. You know, you talked about J.R. Alexander that 2018 draft was just ten picks. Woof. Like eight or ten straight picks. I put it out on Twitter just I don't. I don't. I can't. Here, let me see if I can find this in in five seconds. Um, when you have, when you move up at to ten and take Josh Rosen at ten, these were the next eight picks after Josh Rosen at ten. Oh boy, Mika Fitzpatrick, Vita Vea, Deron Payne, Marcus Davenport, Colton Miller, Tremaine Edmonds, Derwin James, and Jair Alexander. Wow. So that was the year. Like, this was the true year where Jair, Alexander, what what did they pick? 16? That year in 2018 before they moved up?
0: Sorry? Oh, the Cardinals, they were 15th because they traded with the the Raiders.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. So Jair Alexander was across myriad uh, mock drafts for the Cardinals at 15. This was the year they're going to get the corner alongside Patrick Peterson. And they decided to move up and draft a guy that is on his third team in three years, four years. And, um, you know, he's probably never going to see an NFL field again.
0: This is a GM that tells us he takes the best player available. And listen yeah. to the guys that Alex just mentioned. Minka per- Fitzpatrick.
1: <laughs> he's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Vita Veya, when he's healthy, really good. Deron Payne, really good. Part of that stout Washington front seven. Marcus Davenport. Really good, Colton Miller, who's emerging as a solid tackle in the NFL. Tremaine Edmonds, we saw him play for Buffalo. Really good. Derwin James win healthy, one of the best safeties in the league. Best hybrid hybrid players. Talk about you know Steve Kymlo loving the versatility. That's a true versatile player, Swiss Army knife player. Jair Alexander, the best corner in the league.
1: Leighton Vander I mean, it's yeah.
0: insane. It's insane. Yeah, I
1: stopped at 18. I stopped at 18 because I was first of all, I was running out of Twitter characters. And then I did it. Layton <laughs> Le- Vanderesh is kind of he came on strong. He's been riddled with injury over the last year and a half or so. So I kind of stopped there with, you know, a high point instead of middling down. But yeah, I mean it was that was a brutal swing and a miss on just oh my god, it's terrible. I mean, it was it was a stocked pond. And and uh Steve Cry said, you know what? I'm gonna to go to a little piddling river in the mountains and try and fish there.
0: And they, uh, the entire scouting process of the five quarterbacks that win the first round, and Lamar Jackson, the league MVP from 2019, went in the last pick of, of the first round. The Cardinals were all they were out on Lamar Jackson, out completely. Didn't even consider him. Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong. Locked on Cardinals. Oh, we got a oh. short little quick segment coming up on the end here about uh, Tyron Matthew. We're just going to revisit that real quick. It's Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network. The Bucks three point dogs, winners. The Chiefs, three point favorites, winners. Are you ready for the big game? We're only a couple weeks away right now. The Buccaneers, dogs again you going to ride that one out. You're going to ride Tom Brady and that Buccaneers defense to some nice little money for you in your betonline.ag account. Might be worth it. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in 50 bucks, you get 25 free dollars to play along with. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. NBA, college hoops, NHL, don't forget to use the promo code locked on one word to receive the 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You put in hundred bucks, you get fifty free dollars to play with. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. It is cool to see Bruce Arians punch his ticket to the Super Bowl. Uh, last time he was in an NFC Championship game, he was without Tyron Matthew because of the knee injury that he suffered. Uh, against the Eagles in that season, when he was a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year, um, so now they're going to square off against each other, and it's two kind of uh, two beloved characters from that BA run. You know, I, I don't. You know, even though uh, BA goes into retirement, comes back out. Tyron Matthew. Here's the problem. Here's the issue with with Tyron Matthew because uh, we were talking about it on Twitter. As far as ones that got away. When you really look at the variables involved here is the Arizona Cardinals wanted to restructure with Tyron Matthew. They gave him a big deal following the knee injury with the expectation of like he could recapture that defensive player of the year status and he just couldn't get back to that form in the year and a half really necessary. He played like some of the most snaps in the NFL before they released him. And you saw that the impact wasn't nearly the same as the Honey Badger was playing at in 2015. And I just, they, they backed themselves into that corner and they asked Matthew to, and his representatives to restructure and he just didn't want to do that. He took it as a massive slap to the face, disrespect, and decided to move on and he signed up with the the Texans and then goes with the Chiefs. And now he's in his second consecutive Super Bowl. I just think, especially in a cap league, and in the Cardinals having as many stars as they had on that roster at the time, and they, they were paying Carson Palmer upwards of you know twenty five million dollars. It, it's just sometimes you know there are going to be players that get away. Uh, it sucks that it was Tyron Matthew, but you have to really keep in mind that he wasn't making the same impact in his final days as a Cardinal as he's doing now, uh, fully healthy with the Chiefs.
1: No, but you could, you can could put that on James Betcher. You could put that on scheme. You could put that on on whatever. The issue with all of this, Bo. Lest we forget, uh, this was Steve Keim saying, "You know what? I'm going to overpay this guy." He obviously didn't think that, but he's going to overpay a guy who he took in third round, whatever it was. Yeah. After after the whole weed situation at LSU, so you know what? I found him. I'm going to pay him a lot. This was the first real. Steve Kime like gem. That's like, you know what? This was me. Obviously, I'm a genius. I'm gonna give him a lot of money because he's gonna be worth it. There is no way that Steve Kime should have given Teron Matthew forty million dollars, forty million dollars guaranteed. It's a bonehead move. It was a What, what total were they gonna do though? I mean, they were gonna have to pay move. him. They were gonna have to pay him to keep him that is so much money to pay a guy that he had played the most snaps in the NFL. I believe the year before, I know this is a little rusty. No, you're coming off. injury, he was, he did. He was on the most out of any defensive player. 2017. He started safety. That was on I know he played, I know he played nickel corner a lot or slot corner. That was a lot of money to play, to pay a guy that played safety, you know, at least half the time. It was, so he put himself in a situation to where they couldn't pay it. It's like buying, you know, a Beamer, or it's like buying, you know, buying a Seven Series when you're making forty five thousand a year and you have good credit. Sure, you can get the car off uh, off the lot. Doesn't mean you're going to be able to keep it for its entirety.
0: But the, here's the difference, though: is they were going to have to re They were going to have to extend them somehow. And it was such it was, it's it's almost it's almost a worse situation than they are with P- Peterson this year because Peterson at least there's precedent for it where he's going to be 31 and he's an aging corner and you're going to have to figure out you know happy medium somewhere to make both sides happy. With Matthew, it was he was coming off a bad injury at the time, but he was also due for contract extension. What were you going to do to make it happen? And unfortunately they had to they had to pay him and they had to try to get back to the, to renegotiate and Matthew is a is a big guy and respect and he felt disrespected it's just like well it's I don't know what you're supposed to do they were just in an unenviable situation now you know where their balls drop probably along the way they should but what were they supposed to do they you know you have to lock him up or he leaves a
1: season earlier at that time that was a monster contract for his safety. But he That's, was, he was what a to 55 million guaranteed four years later.
0: Is Matthew gonna like, say, Hey, yeah, I understand. I, I had a season ending knee injury. I get it. like, it's too risky. I'm just gonna give you guys a dis like
1: what are they supposed I to do? I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Kime went to him with that offer.
0: I mean look and I get it like I I fully have seen that where you know he did it with David Johnson and he, if he hits on picks he's very he's willing to like to kind of puff his chest out and say yeah look look what I did I hit on a big draft pick and he's going to get his next big contract from me because yeah we did the I was the, the I found this guy I get that but still I I just don't know if there was going to be a, a contract contract that was going to Get Honey Badger to where he was going to be happy and and paid appropriately when he was coming off the knee injury. It was just such a tough time to have to negotiate that contract. Where I don't, you'd have to have a major error on Matthew's representatives to really lock him in a favorable deal for the Cardinals.
1: In listen. But we always, we make excuses. So, And I'm not saying you just specifically right there. It's like the Cardinals make, you know what? Cut other players. Figure it out. If you want your star players to stay, you cater to them. Their winning franchises would have yielded an ability to keep Teron Matthew. It's just the truth. That's how winning teams, that's how it happens. Look at what Kansas City's done. They figured it out, how to pay everybody.
0: But they also had the luxury of having the greatest quarterback in the world at the time. Chris Jones
1: didn't play offense. John Matthew didn't play offense for them. They both got big contracts after being there. But
0: having a guy that you know is going to be there for a decade and play the position at the caliber of of Patrick Mahomes is a luxury that very few franchises get to experience. The Cardinals at that point, when they had released – you know Tyron Matthew. They and this is also this is self inflicted. Absolutely, they didn't they didn't take care of the most important position in in sports, and that's that's quarterback. They had no solution, and they were cap strung, and they needed to free up some money to get a quarterback. Uh, and they completely failed in that in that department. They absolutely did. We're going long. We'll have some more conversations, of course, about this. Uh, at some point, we're going to have to just get away from Steve Kahneman's terrible GM conversation because that just, it's going to have to be, you know, you're just going to have to know that that's a qualifier going into our conversations. Is that fair? <laughs> it's like.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have 118 more podcasts or something before football starts we, again. So
0: you just can't beat that dead horse that much. Anyway, but uh, we are gonna have some fun conversations about the draft. We're gonna have more conversations with Josh Weinfuss. We're just getting started here in this offseason for locked on Cardinals. We've got some Super Bowl conversation coming up as well. How do we do on the bets? Not well, right?
1: Oh, um, I think I nailed two. I, I said I got both the sides right, I just um, I said take the under in both, okay, and those were wrong. Let's see, Bo, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're uh, you're one for four there. Bosef. sucked. All right, Kansas City minus three. All right, I've got two weeks to
0: figure it out for the Super Bowl in the BetOnline.ag <laughs> spreads in totals. We'll uh, keep you guys up to date as far as that goes. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.